Good evening, everybody. I'd like to call to order the April 26, 2023 Zoning Subcommittee. Uh, roll call, Agnes. Here. Pinia Costello. Here. McAuliffe. Lopez. Yes, present. Yes. Zagorowski. Here. Libri. Yes, here. Okay, also we have uh, Councilor Dobos, Councilor Laplam, Dan Garvey, Lee Pouliot, and two others. Agnes. And Agnes, of course. And on Zoom, do we have any counselors on Zoom? Uh, yes, Councilor Pampas, Ward 5. Donna Donna Myslinski, Burnett Road. Yep, Councilor Lopez course, I and Councilor. Yeah, I did roll call from Zoom. Councilor Lopez and Councilor uh, Pampas are on Zoom today. All right, first time on the agenda. Oh, it's actually in compliance with the open meeting laws, the city of Chicopee is recording this meeting. Anyone else in the audience video or audio taping this meeting? If so, please state your name and organization. Thank you. Now, the public will be given three minutes to speak on each issue. Please direct all comments to the chair. Items on the agenda tonight are a special application under Chapter 275-66A for the purpose of allowance of a business, commercial, or industrial development on Burt Road, Burnett Road, parcel ID map 294, lot 6 and 7, applicant, Scannell Properties, number 705. Oh. Item number two is a special permit application under Chapter 275-9 for the purpose of... Gotta do each one first. Okay. As you well, go. So the read of the whole agenda, so that's what I was doing. Oh, I'm sorry. All right. Item number one is a postponement from last week, uh, so that the subcommittee had a time to read the zoning or the traffic study. Um, I trust everybody had a chance to look at that traffic study. Council Lopez, did you have a chance to look at that? I did. Thank you. All right. So, with that being said, we're going to move on the. Uh, the permit and the restrictions that were in place from the last meeting, which I will read. Uh, the entrance and exit will be moved to the traffic light at New Lombard Road and Burnett Road. There will only be 310 parking spaces. The building will be limited to 37,000 square, square foot building maximum, 20 bay maximum, six off network charging stations, and batteries stored properly for Chicopee Fire and the building departments. Can I get a motion? Yeah, motion uh, to approve. Motion approves second yeah. with restrictions. Uh, yeah, we could. Does anybody have public input? No, we went through it pretty well last week. Anybody on Zoom? Good evening, Jeanette Jez, 71 Fairway Drive, Chicopee, Mass. And I just, I know that this is uh, the zoning subcommittee, but I see that there's a lot of city councilors um, present here. And as we go through some of these new businesses and the challenges and opportunities that they present, um, I tend to look at the city and read a lot and look at the city globally. And I wanted to share that while, you know, we have traffic problems up at Burnett Road and, each individual new business or restaurant or whatever that comes to that area. Um, and I know Tesla has been very accommodating in the changes that they've made, but I want this zoning board as well as our city councilors to keep in mind that each and every business is gonna add to the traffic. So. Oftentimes when I come to these meetings or I read about them, we're just talking about that particular business. And I want to know what the city, and I mean that collectively, is doing to um, plan for that. Certainly we want to welcome new businesses or restaurants or whatever it may be, but knowing that we have a challenge of traffic up in that area, I think it would be very short-sighted not to anticipate residents coming to the zoning board or city council 
asking for help. So um, I'm asking you to have that forward thinking because I don't think I, we've heard a lot of discussion about what's going to happen going forward when we have another company, which we will, which is great, uh, what we're going to do with the traffic. Then one other um, different topic is green space or some cities or states call it open space. Um, I know in a brief conversation I had with someone that Tesla is planning for more green space. We have a lot of blacktop in this city. It's not attractive when that's all you have. If you have an opportunity to travel to different communities or states or whatever, some do a better job. We have done so many things that are good in this city uh, with the cleanup of brownfields, uh, the DPW's recycling programs. And I just think there's huge opportunity that if we have a new business or an expanding business, that the city, if we don't already have an ordinance or built within our charter, charter to adopt measures that build in more of that green space so that when you look out across a parking lot, you're not just looking at blacktop, you're looking at green, you're looking at trees, you're, you know, it helps beautify our city. It attracts families. It makes it more pleasant for walking trails, shopping, living in general. Um, so, and I had a brief conversation with Lee, he, he explained to me um, that there are some something within the city, uh, which I'll have another conversation with him. But I encourage this board as well as city council members who are here tonight to let's take a look at it and, and lean forward into the future to make a better Chicopee. Um, and I want to thank you all for your hard work. Thanks. I could just make anybody on Zoom for for public. Input. Right. Anybody else in the public for public input? Right. Anybody on Zoom for public input? Seeing none, we'll move with the question. Uh, so the motion on the table is to accept with restrictions. On the, so second, to accept the uh, application with restrictions. Uh, Agnes, any roll call? Made the motion a second. I read the conditions and we did public input. Hussein? Yes. Finia Costello? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Sigurowski? Yes. Libri? Yes. <laughs> it was an unanimous decision to accept. Leave it up to the end. Yeah, and then we. That's why they didn't close it because we have to do it for each item. Right. Motion passes. Five votes favorable, zero unfavorable. That will be sent to the full city council meeting on May 2nd for a final vote for passage. Okay, item number two, special permit application under chapter 275-9 for the purpose of installing small wireless facilities on one existing utility poles under chapter 277 located at pole P17S-357 Burnett Road, Cellco Partnership, DBA Verizon Wireless. All right. 
Is anybody here for public input on that? Here for the applicant, Mr. Chair. Okay. Looking for first so you can answer any questions. Oh. Is there anybody on Zoom for public input for Verizon? Casey and none. Thank you for coming tonight. Thank you, uh, City Councilors. My name is Attorney Michael Fenton. I'm a shareholder at the law firm of Schatz, Schwartz & Fenton. Our offices are located at 1441 Main Street, Suite 1100 in Springfield. I'm here tonight on behalf of Selco Partnership, doing business as Verizon Wireless, uh, to request a special permit for the installation of a canister antenna on the top of an existing utility pole outside the property commonly known as 357 Burnett Road. This is an existing utility pole that is approximately 32.9 feet. With the addition of the antenna on top, it will be only 36.6 feet. The addition of the antenna on top of this utility pole uh, will add less than four feet in height to the existing structure in an otherwise commercial and highly trafficked area where coverage is desperately needed. Uh, through the work of this committee and the council, uh, there is an ordinance that requires the special permit, and through collaboration with the Chickabee Electric Light Department, uh, we've successfully secured the license and their approval to co-locate on this pole. We've, in the past, worked with you and your colleagues to successfully cite approximately 18 uh, sites similar to this across the city, and Verizon is very proud to be able to bring this technology uh, to the city of Chickabee, its residents, businesses, and those who pass through. Uh, if there's any questions from the board, we are joined by the full complement of Verizon Wireless team, including our RF engineers uh, and our A&E firm on Zoom. Are there any questions from the counselors? Councilor Dobos? Just, it, it's just uh, an antenna. There's no machinery um, required or involved here. There is support equipment uh, on the antenna. If you would like, I have printed copies of the plans that we could go through for you, and uh, our A&E firm is on the Zoom if you'd like us to walk you through the plans. There's supporting conduit, and I believe some radio heads that are also going to be co-located on the pole. There'll be no uh, ground-mounted equipment. Everything will be mounted on the existing pole. Thank you. I'm all set. Anybody else in chambers? Frank? Not yet. Anybody for comments? Okay. See, now I'm going to read in the record the uh, communication from the planning department. Uh, the Department of Planning and Development has received, reviewed, and completed a site plan review advisory committee, SPRAC, review for the enclosed social permit submitted by Cellco Partnerships via Verizon Wireless. For the purpose of proposed installation of wireless telecommunication facilities, batch three, per city ordinance chapter 277 wireless facilities. As the review of the special Permit follows an unusual process as compared to tra traditional special permits submitted under our city ordinance, Chapter 275, our zoning ordinance. I will summarize work completed as of this mission. The Department of Planning and Development received a draft special permit application with supporting materials on January 19, 2023, as date stamped on the original application. I, as planning director with the support from planning department staff, completed an initial review of the draft special permit application and supporting materials on January 30th, 2023, and deemed the submission complete. The special permit application with supporting materials was distributed to the departments noted in two, Chapter 277 for SPRAC review. The departments included Building, DPW, Engineering, Health, and Chicopee Electric Light. As planning director, I did not deem any further departments necessary to complete the SPRAC review. Comments from reviewing departments were received through February 16, 2023. Comments were then aggregated into the SPRAC report included with this memo. With the SPRAC complete, I am now submitting the complete special permit application with supporting materials and SPRAC report to the City Council, which will schedule the required public hearing for the application. Should you have any questions regarding the memo, the enclosed SPRAC report or special permit application, please do not hesitate to contact me at any time. I look forward to completing the review with you, uh, sent to us by Lee Pulia, our planning director. So the SPRAC comments are pretty straightforward. Planning Department defers its comments to Chickabee Electric Light, whose poles of wireless facilities will be a six. The application fee of $500 was received. The application meets all submission requirements under 277-4. Uh, Chickabee Electric Light comments were none uh, by email. Engineering Departments takes no exception to the application as submitted. The building, the, the building Department provided an email stating they have no comments. The Health Department provided an email stating they have no comments. And Department of Public Works 
no comments submitted to the planning department. So with that, I will take a motion. Motion to approve and second in. Um, the permit will run with the, the applicant, right? Because it's not a high, high dollar. Permit will run with the applicant. Agnes, can I get a roll call, please? Hussein? Yes. Pinia Costello? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Zagorowski? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Thank you very much, Mr. Chair. We just want to continue to thank the council for its collaborative work with uh, Verizon Wireless as we deploy this important technology. We also want to thank Lee Puglia and his office for working with us on this. Right. Thank you. I appreciate you helping us with our connectivity. It's thank definitely you. needed. Okay, so it was voted, voted unanimously five to zero. This will be voted on by the full city council on May 2nd. So the next item, special permit application under 275-58C5 for the purpose of four residential units located at 1682 Memorial Drive. Applicant is 896-900 Prospect Street, Inc., David B. Williams, South Hadley. So we received a letter from the applicant for a uh, continuance. Uh, read that. So thank you for taking the time to speak with me today as discussed. I am out of the Commonwealth on April 26th, which is the date of the city council hearing. I'm attending a show and will not be available for a Zoom conference. May we please table the hearing until Wednesday, May 31st. Thank you for assistance and cooperation in this manner. So I will take a motion to. Yes, Councilor, I, I will do that. That's part of my role for public input. Is there anybody in the audience for public input? Even though it's postponed, you can certainly be heard today. Anybody on Zoom? Okay, seeing none. Motion postponed to the yep. So motion postponed to the May 31st, 2023 zoning subcommittee meeting to be held in the subcommittee uh, in the council chambers at 6:30 p.m. Okay, so the motion postponed until the May 31st, 2023 zoning subcommittee meeting at 6.30 p.m. in the council chambers located at 274 Front Street.
Roll call, please. Bushane? Yes. Pania Costello? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Zagorowski? <laughs> Labrie? Yes. Item is 5-0. Next item on the agenda, a zone chain application to apply the mill conversion and commercial center overlay district for 33,130 square feet of property located at 105 East Main, East Street, excuse me, parcel ID 0149-00007 for the purpose of allowing the future construction of a residential development to be located at the above reference property. Applicant is Supreme LLC, care of Mr. Dennis Patel, Agawam. Anybody here for public input? Uh, yes, sir. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Rob Levesque from our Levesque Associates out of Westfield, Mass. Here representing the proponent, uh, Mr. Patel. Uh, if it's okay with the, the uh, council, uh, what I'd like to do is just kind of go through our overall concept and discuss some of the minor changes that we've made in the initial proposal. Thank you. Um, so the proposal is for a zone change to allow for the mill uh, commercial center overlay district to be applied to the subject property. Right now, the subject property is zoned uh, commercial A. Commercial A only allows for a residential development within a uh, commercial building. There's a special permit that's allowed under the current zoning regulations that allow you to develop based on a commercial A as a residential use, up to four units per building. The, I believe the commercial portion of the building um, needs to be a certain percentage and the commercial portion of the building cannot exceed uh, 3,000 square feet. It makes it a little tricky to develop a property like this. As you're aware, this was the, um, uh, the former use was, I believe it was the, um, help me, uh, Temple, Masonic Temple. Um, beautiful building. The idea is to try to rebuild something in its place that uh, mimics the general size character um, in the field of the neighborhood. Just to orient you to my plan, on the bottom of my plan is East Street, to the left is Linden, uh, to the right is Fuller. The idea would be to orient um, the building kind of top to bottom on my plan, so perpendicular to East Street, have a parking area to the left. Um, initially, we came in with 24 units. We did receive feedback from uh, the board counselor as well as from the neighborhood regarding the density and the amount of units. Uh, we have reduced that. We basically took half of every other unit and applied it. Uh, so instead of studio or um, one bedroom units, these would be two bedroom units, a little bit more spacious. Um, also allow us to accommodate the parking requirements um, a little bit better uh, where we're really accommodating and meeting the ratio of two per unit. Um, so it works, I think, better. Um, in in the end, it'll probably be higher uh, and higher end units and, and higher rents. Um, we have I have a, uh, some packets I can also pass out, but uh, this is a conceptual rendering, kind of looking from uh, East Street at the at the corner of the building, parking lot on the left side building itself. Uh, this is conceptual, um, but the idea was to basically take this building, re reduce it down to a 16 unit building. Um, again, a lot of other uses can be developed here. Uh, it is a neighborhood with a lot of residential uses. We felt that residential was better here. Uh, we did communicate with the planning department. We did communicate with the neighborhood. At least we did receive emails. We haven't had a lot of back and forth exchange, but we did take into consideration the uh, comments from the neighborhood. Be happy to answer any questions you you may have through the chair, um, and uh, we would respectfully request a positive recommendation on this. Thank you. Okay. Is there anybody else for public input? Anybody on Zoom? Uh, yes. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, City Councilor uh, Fred Krampus, Ward Five. Go ahead, Fred. Yeah, uh, I apologize for not being able to attend in uh, person tonight. I was actually diagnosed with COVID uh, a day ago. So uh, going out, uh, uh, would that be prudent? Uh, but I would just like uh, the developer and the, uh, the subcommittee, zoning subcommittee, to please take into uh, account uh, the comments and concerns of the neighborhood uh, with this development. And I know uh, Mr. Levesque has... Uh, 
been uh, spoken with a couple of uh, residents and, and taken some feedback. So I'm hoping uh, that, uh, you know, if there is more feedback tonight, <coughs> um, that he'll be able to uh, uh, take that into, into account. Uh, thank you. Public employee in chambers. Yep, got to come up to the mic, uh, state your name and address for the record, and you have three minutes. Dan Roy, and I'm the owner of 86 East Street, which is right on the corner of East Hamilton. What units are we proposing to put on that property now? Yep, you have to ask me, and then I'll let them answer. Yes. Was 24 at first. Uh, 16 units currently. It was 24. That is correct. I still feel that's a little too much for that area, being that um, it's a very busy street. Limited parking on Maple, Fuller, and Linden. People park on the road. There's no way around that. There's, the roads are filled with cars constantly. Uh, just for fire apparatus to go down those streets would be in a bad. Um, I don't, I'm not against the zone change, but I would like to see some type of restrictions on it where the developer can't go higher than what he's been saying. I ideally think it should be like eight to 10 max uh, for that property because it's not a very big property, but you're going to have parking issues and just adding to the traffic on that street. Um, I did send out a letter to yourself about it. And to me, that's a little large still at 16. Uh, I'm not against putting something there, but not to that extent. All the parking will be on premise, though. There will be no off-street parking for that. How many parking spots do you have? There's two for every unit. Two per unit? Right. So it's two bedrooms, two cars. So you should have no about, issues with um, traffic. Affordable housing? You have to ask me. Oh, sorry. Affordable housing? What's the status on that? So Low income housing, I should say. Understood. So the subject property, if, re, if rezoned, would allow for market rate housing. That's the intent of the developers to develop market rate housing. They're not, um, affordable housing is actually a tricky thing to. You hear it a lot, but it's a tricky thing to do. Big companies like Wayfinders and you know Wind Development do those things. That this is a local developer to Western Mass. Um, they're looking to do market rate housing here. Thank you. So you're saying that there wouldn't be no low-income housing in them, them units? Is that what I'm hearing? Correct. No subsidies. Um, you know, straight. You know, market rate uh, rental property, or potentially could they could sell as condos as well at some point if they would like. Zoning typically doesn't dictate ownership, um, so they could be condos later or part of the process. But we're anticipating they will be market rentals, market rate rentals. What's the market rate going to be? Um, I don't have that expertise, but I think you could go look at a typical new two-bedroom in Chicopee, whatever those are typically renting for, with a nice accommodated parking and landscaping and a brand new building. Probably be a pretty good, pretty good number, I would think. Would expect young professionals. I know that we talk about trying to get people from Bay State and you know residents and those types of things when we're talking about these projects in, in Chicopee. I do, those would be ideal tenants, but um, you know, it's going to be market rate. Sure. Right. Uh, three minutes is up. I guess I'm not against a zone change, but I would definitely put some type of restriction on there, um, mm -hmm. stating that they can't go over a certain size. My feeling on 16 is still large, but right. I don't know how the abutters feel because I did walk the neighborhood and um, I talked to most of the abutters and they were against it totally. Like, wow, that's too much. You know. Okay. Well, we appreciate your comments and, you know, we'll certainly take that in consideration. Yeah. Everybody else in chambers for public input? Get your name and address for the record. You have My name minutes. is Jack Patrice, and I live at 100 E Street, right across from where this gentleman wants to build a unit. And again, I want to speak my piece. I believe 16 units is too much. I heard 24. I was discussing this with the wife tonight. and said half of that. So I'm looking between 10 and 12. I, I have no, no objection they built something there. Right now, the site looks like crap. It's not cleaned up, or I don't know who owns it, but the place is a mess. It has been since, since it burned down. 
The other problem I got, too, is if they have too many units, the traffic there. You ought to see going up and down East Street. It's, it's, like, it's like a drag strip. We've been trying, and my wife talked with Mr. Krampus about putting speed bumps. I don't, I don't ever know what happened with that. The wife's been talking with him. But even at 5 o'clock in the morning, cars go up and down that street 60, 70 miles an hour. It's ridiculous. I see it every morning. I'm out there having my cup of coffee, and I, I see cars. So I'd add on more units at 24, and he says the parking was for two cars each. You're talking another 40-something cars that could be coming out of there. So, again, I, I, I feel 12, 12 should be the most that they could do. And uh, that's all I got. Appreciate you. Thank you. Mary Ann Serpio, Serpio Funeral Home, 69 East Street. I agree with the both of these gentlemen that it should be less units. 12 would be even too much because, as they say, the traffic and everything is tremendous. You tried lighting up a funeral and getting out of your parking lot when these cars are flying by. We don't need extra traffic. Thank you. Wait, let's, let's get the public. Yeah, I think there was one more for public information. One more hand. Eugene Prisbilowitz, 11 Caddyshack Drive, Chickpea, Mass. I'm going to bring something up to the committee. I think you should actually consider putting a moratorium on apartments in the city. There's plenty of apartments, multifamilies. Chickpea Housing has 1199 plus another 550 that they look at. There's apartments across from the public safety complex in back of the safety complex, all the way up and down Memorial Drive. There's really no jobs here to attract more people to apartments. If you build a couple of small uh, single family homes, people take ownership. At least you hope they do, but most of them do, and keeps the, the neighborhood in better condition. And like these people are requesting, less traffic. Mary Ann's here representing a, a family business that I think has been in the city. She's at least on her fourth generation. I don't think she bothers you too much. But these people, they, they've got to be listened to. And we don't have the jobs to attract more apartment people, is there a guarantee that the state isn't going to send 30 families like they did to Springfield? Maura Healy wasn't even in office two months. Uh, that's happened in Chickpea before, too. They filled up the old Ramada Inn before it was knocked down. They filled up the Plantation Inn before it was knocked down. That's not the kind of clientele we're looking to absorb in the city. So I think you should really consider a moratorium on apartments. Thank you. Anybody else Republican put? Okay. Dave Boucher, I live on Linden Street. I just want to say I agree with everything they say. And plus you have the two schools that you're turning into apartment buildings. Going to bring a lot more traffic into the area. <clears throat> and on Linden Street, where I live, you say they're going to be two two bedroom apartments. That doesn't mean two cars are going to be in there. I have houses across the street from me that have four cars in there. So if people move into these apartments, how many people are going to move in there with three or four cars? There's no parking on Linden Street anymore. People are parking on their front yards. The houses look like crap. And I, I just say I agree with everything they say there. I think single family houses is the way to go. I mean, again, I'm for doing something with the lot. It doesn't look good empty, but everything they say, I, I have to agree with. And right on that corner there, there's a, people bring their kids to go to school. Every morning you see them out there waiting for the buses. And it's, uh, it's just going to, it's going to be a mess with all that. And like I say, them two schools, they're going to be developed sometimes. And that's just going to bring a lot more traffic to the area. But that's, 
Thank you. Anybody else for public input? Is there anybody on Zoom for public input? Anybody in chambers of the councilors have any questions? Uh, Councilor Casella. Thank you, uh, President Pusheng. Um, I'm 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 listening to the concerns of the residents because we have a major traffic problem in the city of Chicopee. We have studies going on in different wards to address the increase of traffic. These individuals live there. They know this area. Some of them have a business there. So I can feel for the residents' concerns about too much traffic with housing that um, is not something that is going to lessen the traffic. So my concern is, as we try to address the traffic situation here and the speeding situation, we also have a speeding situation citywide. Everywhere you go, people are saying people are driving much too fast. So I think their issue is valid, especially in regards to traffic, speeding, and parking. Thank you. Councilor Kravis, do you have anything specific you want to see on this order? Um, I want. <clears throat> I would like to have something on there to make sure that there's no um, off-street uh, parking for you know uh, that'll affect you know the surrounding neighborhoods. I, I think that was one of the major concerns, um, and I think for you know folks to be aware that the, the vote tonight. Uh, or that'll also become before the city council next week is to allow that residential component. There will be a, a second uh, public hearing that will come up at some point for when the actual plan for that residential uh, component will come forward. Uh, the, the decision tonight and at next week's meeting is, do you wanna have a residential component or do you want it to be uh, commercial only and I don't think anybody has come up to me and said that they just want it to you know to be a business. Uh, the concerns have been, uh, you know, they want to see it residential, but they want to see it uh, uh, a lighter density of residential. So I'm hoping from the comments that uh, were presented tonight and, and from myself that uh, you know Mr. Levesque can um, uh, work with the uh, the owner and, and possibly downsize it. Uh, uh, more, I think the, the number 12 was thrown out uh, by a, a few people that spoke. So I, I think, you know, if there could be a way to trim four more off and, and make it 12, I think that might be more palatable, uh, you know, to the neighborhood. So I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, Mr. Levesque can uh, reconsider that because I think the actual plans would be coming uh, for us uh, before the uh, committee uh, for the special permit. Uh, process for the mill overlay conversion uh, district. So um, unless somebody else can, can correct me, that's my understanding of the vote. Uh, that'll be is to allow that residential component with the mill overlay district to occur to allow residential use of that property. So if it can be reduced to 12 or less, um, I think that would be uh, more accommodating to the neighborhood and reduce traffic and, and the concerns that have been expressed tonight by uh, the neighbors and, and myself as well. So thank you. That's a delivery. Uh, through the chair to our uh, planner, uh, Lee, if it is, uh, you know, goes to commercial, what uh, use can uh, that lot handle? For sure. So the property right now is zone commercial A. That's its base zoning. So uh, the buy right uses in that uh, include commercial greenhouses, educational services, finance insurance and real estate services, membership clubs, personal services, professional services, repair services um, for uh, other items outside of automobiles, trucks, motorcycles, retail trade without outdoor 
storage and welfare and charitable services. So those uses, the current owner and applicant could develop by right now with just site plan review. Um, it would not involve the city council at all. Um, the idea of doing the mill conversion and commercial center overlay district would allow for an exclusively residential project. Tonight, what's before you is just um, whether or not to apply the overlay district. If the city so grants that request uh, through the council, then the applicant will have to come back to the city council with a full uh, special permit submission, which would include a narrative report and a full plan set for the project that would then go through review with the district review committee, which is similar to SPRAC. It adds on a couple additional departments and the council will get a full report from that to consider when uh, discussing the special permit. And this developer, if he uh, doesn't want to cut it down to 12, he could just back off and back away, but our zoning would still stand. Correct, so if you apply, if the council decides to apply the overlay uh, district to this, it sits on top of the base zoning. It gives the developer, the applicant, an option of pursuing a, a, a residential use through the overlay and a special permit with the council, um, but the, the base zoning doesn't go away, that stays. So if it was determined in the future that that was a better avenue um, or, or an opportunity came up, they could still develop a by right use in the commercial district. Um, but if the council um, is concerned about a new development and the type of traffic increases that it could cause, um, I think the majority of people in my profession would say that residential development is the least intensive in new growth for traffic. Um, so I, I travel East Street a lot. I'm familiar with it. Um, if we threw a retail use on this site, you'd be looking at a much more significant increase in traffic than a purely residential one, even if it were uh, at the 16 unit level. Um, Mr. Chairman, uh, could I just see a, like a raise of hands of who would want it commercial versus um, residential? Who would want to see a commercial uh, zoning there or would you want it residential? Residential? I don't see any for commercial. Okay. So, so all we're going to do tonight, we're going to vote on the, to make it residential, and then we'll come back and you know see their plans if they so choose to stay in. You know, if if they don't, then you know another development could come, but they would have to do the residential component. That's correct. If they wanted to pursue the residential component, um, and you apply the overlay district to the property, then they have to come back to the council with a full special permit application. So we're not setting any numbers tonight or what they can build, but it, it, you know the motion on the floor will be uh, to change the zoning to residential. Once he's finished. Yes, Councilor. Councilor Libri, are you set? Yeah, I'm all set. Okay. Thank you. Councilor Clam. If they do the overlay, the under one is still in stand too, right? It still exists, right. correct. So, so what you're saying that if they go with the real estate, I mean the uh, residential, the other one is still there. Right. The, the overlay is a second layer of zoning that sits on top of the correct. zoning. It gives the owner or developer the option to use either one of using either one, Correct. but not both. Correct. But he right. can not take the top and go with the bottom. Correct. But even I with think, this vote tonight. Right. What I'm saying, uh, what I'm trying to speak to tonight is you have an entity in front of you that's saying they would prefer to do mm -hmm. housing on this property, but without the overlay district, they can't do it. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. The way I was listening back there. And I might have, might have misunderstood you. Is the overlay is the residential takes precedence, but it doesn't. It doesn't. It, it, it gives you the top. two options at that point. Correct. Thank you. Right. I believe Council Libri's point was if we deny it, then they're stuck with commercial, and we want to make sure we're not doing that to them. I'm gonna let the applicant. Yes, I know. I'll let the applicant. He had something to say a while ago, and then I'll let you come back up. Appreciate that. Um, so. We are hearing what is being said this evening. Certainly, uh, Councillor Krampitz has been very communicative. We appreciate that. Um, we will certainly take all of these comments into consideration should we be granted 
the overlay district, I would assume that um, there would be interplay between our office, the planning department, the neighbors to try to come up with something that meets us in the middle, generally speaking. Uh, we understand that we're, uh, should we pursue something under this overlay district, it would be a special permit through the council. So we're listening intently and understand um, what's being said to us. So um, we would look to be creative with what, what we're presented with. And you've shown that today. Thank you. Public input, I'll allow you one more time. Again, Dan Roy, 86 East. Um, I don't know, is there a possibility that this could become a condo project versus apartments? Being, that being said, we have a condo um, apartments going to be going to Belcher School. And I'm supposedly, I heard St. George is supposed to be turning into apartments also with VOC, which is a valley opportunity. That is going to bring a lot of low income people in that area, which those two schools are huge. Um, you always take ownership in ownership when you own a piece of property, not when you rent it. And um, you see all the nice condos they put at on Payne Street when it used to be St. Mike's Cafe. Those are all beautiful condos. No problems, never hear anything. Why can't we do that in front of this property? I know it's about money. You know, uh, you get rentals and you make money with it. And that's the reason being, but why can't you put like nice condos and sell them and make money too? And then you have the same people there more so than people turning around, moving in, moving out, moving in, moving out. And the property would be kept up a lot better. That property looks like crap right now. The owner already owns the property and they don't do anything to keep it up. It's a mess. If they cared about the property, they would at least clean it up for the neighborhood and, and make sure that it looks nice for everybody to look at that still lives there. It used to be nice when Masonic Temple was there, but now it's like vacant lot with a big tree in the middle of it. Um, I feel that they did condos. That'd probably be the best use for that property. Make it look like Payne Street. I mean, those are beautiful. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, and it'd be a better use for that property. And you'd have more control of what goes in there as you're selling them. People take ownership and pride. I, I'm kind of against apartments. I'd rather see the condos, honestly. We don't have a control over what the, uh, the zoning codes cannot dictate the ownership structure of a residential development. That's a type of housing discrimination. So uh, it's up to the entity who owns and develops if they want it to be condos or apartments. The council, the planning board, no, no public body can dictate um, what the structure of a, a housing project is. But then you can't. We have no say on it then. Otherwise, no. But he is listening. Huh? He is here and listening. I, yeah, but yeah, I know what, <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. The bottom right. line is money. Um, but, you know, like I said, uh, the condos would just be so much nicer and people do take care of the properties more so than apartments. <clears throat> you know? And like I said, uh, like 12 would be like totally max. I think that's even too much. But, you know, you can't just, you're going to be sticking people down our throat and that between Belcher, St. George, this it's just like how many apartments do we need in that corner you got all of linden street that's two families three families fuller maple parking issues i mean it's just a mess it really is i mean i have a property there too but i'm on the corner so i'm lucky about that I just, it's just too much thank you thank you move this for apartments we need to put some type of restriction that they that they limit to so many units and not more anymore than that. That's not what this means, well, but we will have that opportunity down the road. Yeah, they will be able to have that discussion when you have engineered plans in front of <clears throat> right. you that you know show how the project at whatever the unit count is meets or doesn't meet parking requirements and all the other requirements of the of the zoning and site plan rights. Right. So while well, tonight, has the fire department been involved with all this? We're not at that point. We're just here to give them okay. the ability to come to us with plans for residential. So know that you will have another opportunity to speak or we will have another opportunity to restrict how many units there are, but that's not what tonight's about. Mm -hmm. It's just they can't move forward with any kind of real plans until we give them the, you know, the approval to do so. And then you can really see what they're doing. Um, you know, it'll be more, this is it. There's no like conceptual, it's plans. So we'll have that opportunity to uh, hear what you've said and apply it. Right. Um, if Thank he you. has not. 
you want to, anybody else for a second time on public input? Anybody? You have to speak into the mic. Okay, <clears throat> If you can do it in three minutes, you're golden. <laughs> My name is Ron Rampel. Um, I've been around that property the whole time. I know what's going on with it. And I hear all the neighbors complaining that, well, he, the, the owner doesn't keep it up. The people that are throwing the trash on the side of the road are the neighbors that live there. It's not like people are driving from out of town and throwing stuff there. So I know personally that the place has been picked up whenever there was a lot of trash. Sometimes it was overgrown. What are you going to do? The weeds are growing. So they, they do cut it back. The issue that I, I really have is that I keep hearing about low income and this and that. Are we going to, um, are we concerned about what type of people were moving into Chicopee? Is that, that kind of sounds like what I'm hearing. And I, it's really, it's not the right thing to hear. Um, as far as what they're, they want to build there, right now, the way the zoning states, they can put in a convenience store. Talk about traffic. You want to have a ton of traffic coming in? The whole reason that this was considered to do housing was that it limited the traffic. As long as we covered the parking spots, everybody was concerned about parking on all the side streets. You drive down any one of those side streets, now people are parked on the sidewalks. They're parked all over. But this particular project was calling for enough parking for anybody that has a, a unit. So the other issue is, if you cut this down to eight units or 10 units or 12 units, financially, it doesn't make sense. It would make more sense to just put up a nice convenience store and collect the money and let the traffic come in and out. And that would make more sense financially. But to build out this project, you're looking at about $2.1 million to build it out. The tax revenue that's going to generate for the city and everything else, I think should really be taken into consideration over somebody driving down E Street at 60 miles an hour. Well, if they're driving down 60 miles an hour, they're breaking the law. Stop the traffic from speeding, not limit a builder to make a living. Now, all the neighbors are complaining. They're more than welcome to purchase the land and sit on it and do nothing with it or let the developer do what's best for everybody. It's best for them to make a living. It'll beautify the neighborhood. Um, and, and, and again, it'll generate tax income. But what I'm hearing is, oh, we don't want low-income housing. We don't want this housing. We don't want that. So all the neighbors want to dictate what we can do with the building, but not help us generate income or help us do whatever's feasible to make. I mean, you're not in a business to break even or to lose money. You're here to make some money. But it, excuse me, we do not yell out. Where do you live? Excuse me, sir, we do not yell out. You had your chance to speak. I'll give you. Everybody has a second chance to come up, but we're not going to scream back and forth. But anyway, that's. I just wanted to voice my opinion. Just need your address for the record. Sir, just needed your address for the record. I'm sorry? Your address for the record? My address? Yeah. Is in Springfield. I live in Indian Orchard. But I do all the, I, I picked up on that property. I've done a lot of stuff. I'm also a local real estate broker. Okay. Jack Patry, up here again. I don't know why he's here from Springfield. We live in this area. He doesn't live here. We live across the street, and, and, it is, and it is a mess. And I sort of agree with Danny, make it into something. Yes, the financial part of it, renting. But then if, when you rent, a lot of people, and I'm not saying everybody, but when you rent, a lot of people don't care. So they got 12, 12 or 15 more people living there. Low income, they don't care. They destroy things. And I've seen this because I'm in the construction business, and I've built projects, but not me. I've supplied materials on these projects. We're all low income. You go back a year later, the place is trash. For us, it's good to go back and sell more sheetrock, but that's not the case. I live across there, and I'll be damned if I see that whole place going go to crap. I will go off. I will go across that street, and I will take care of it personally. I don't need that. I, I, I've been at my corner lot with Danny Roy 39 years. We've been neighbors. Danny and I go back 45 years. I spend a lot of money on my property. I take care of it. It's maybe not, not the Chateau Frontenac, but it's my house. It's clean, and we take care of it all the time. The wife is 
just as anal as I am about fixing the property. So if I'm going to have low income and they're not going to take care of it, I'd rather see condos sell there, maybe go to 15, 16 if they want to do the condos to compensate. That's something I would think about. The traffic, that's got to be, a, that is a major concern. The kids go over there. There's a crosswalk that we had put in by Mr. Krapitz. The crosswalk is right in the middle of this property. But now they got to move the crosswalk somewhere else. Obviously, they can't have it going into the condos or apartments or whatever they're going to do. So the traffic is a problem. The low income is because they're not going to take care of it. I don't want to have a restaurant going there because, again, more traffic. So condos is probably your way to go. The developer is just not going to make as much money. That's all. I mean, if I had two and a, if I had two point one million dollars, I'd buy it and I'd let it sit there, just not to have anybody there. That's how I feel. Thank you. Anybody else for a second time? Anybody else on Zoom for a second time? Does the applicant have any final statement? What you've heard? We've heard everybody. We appreciate everybody's concerns. We would expect that if we were granted the um, overlay district, that we would have a exchange back and forth between planning, the council, and and the neighbors as well. Where we look to do that on every project, and we would certainly do that on this one. Thank you. Great. With that, we'll close. Uh, well, I'm not going to close because we have a couple more items. So we're going to take a motion on this order. Actually, I'll read into the. A record, the planning board's recommendation for this was a vote of three to one favorable for this project. And I will take a motion. So just remember everybody that this motion is just allow them to come forward with a residential plan. There's the specifics will be down the road. They can't bring us anything until we allow them to bring us something. So, but the good thing is they've heard you. So now when they do come to us, they're better prepared and we hopefully will not have to do around three of this. You know, you'll be hopefully happier. So, um, with Mr. that, I'll take a I just have yeah. a question. Okay. Yeah, just for clarification. So, basically, if we vote for this tonight, um, we're allowing the residential to move forward, but at the next hearing, we can address traffic concerns. Right, all concerns. Yep. Okay. Number of units, so any kind of restrictions. Sure that the neighbors understand okay. that their, their concerns on traffic will be addressed. Yep, I addressed that. Yep. Thank you. Okay, so can I have a motion? Your motion uh, to approve the uh, zone change. It needs to be more specific. No overlay. No overlay district. Okay. All right. So, motion seconded to approve the mill conversion and commercial center overlay district for this property. Agnes, have a roll call. Kushane. Yes. Pinia Costello. Yes. Lopez. Yes. Sigurowski? Yes. Yes. Thank you for your time. Thank you, sir. Thanks for listening. to the city council on May 2nd for a final approval.
There it is. Okay, so the next item on the agenda, <clears throat> zone change application to apply the mill conversion and commercial center overlay district for 118,613 plus or minus square feet of property located at 480 Burnett Road and 510 Burnett Road, parcel ID 0294-0005 and 0294-0004 for the purpose of constructing a residential development with associated site improvements to be located at the above reference properties, applicant Salma Realty, Chair of Peter Martin, Springfield, Mass. So on this item, we did receive a letter for postponement. Um, on the original postponement. So I don't have the actual second request. I have an email that's talking about the first request. This one here is for April 26th. Yeah, but it was for the last one this, to, to today. for May 31st. Uh, no, just read the whole thing. And oh. Okay, so we've received a letter. I hope you're doing well. Please see the attached request for continuance letter for Wednesday's evening zoning committee public hearing regarding the Burnett Road Zone change submission. Please confirm the next scheduled zoning committee meeting date in which this proposal will be heard. So we will take a motion for a continuance on this item. Is there any public input on this? We do. Um, Rob Levesque for the proponent. Um, we just wanted to thank you for your patience. We were able to meet with the neighborhood group. Um, we're getting our ducks in a row on our end and we plan on meeting with them again. So this is allotting for time for that. So thank you again. I appreciate it. Yeah, this is, yeah, this will take you a little time to get through all those things. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there anybody, I have a question. I'm just finishing okay. public input. Is there anybody on Zoom for public input? Any counselors want to talk on this? I have a yep. question. If, if the continuance is granted, do we have to give us mm -hmm. Attorney Garvey? Could yeah. that be May 31st? It will. Thank you. Is there a is, is it right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'll take a motion. Motion will postpone to the May 31st zoning subcommittee to be held at 6.30 p.m. in the council chambers at 274 Front Street. All right. Agnes, have a roll call. Cushane? Yes. Pinea Costello? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Karowski? Yes. Libri? Yes. Okay, now the unanimous 5-0 vote for postponement. And the next item is minutes. Motion, minutes. motion seconded. Motion, anyway. motion 
Second in to accept the minutes of March 29, 2023. Agnes, have a roll call. Hussein? Yes. Penia Costello? Yes. Lopez? Sigurowski? Yes. Labrie? Yes. And I will take a motion to adjourn. Motion to adjourn. Roll call, please. Hussein? Yes. Penia Costello? Yes. Lopez? Zagorowski? Yes. Labrie? Yes.